Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jay Mark? What's up, Monica? Doing today. Great. And you? Good. I'm feeling a little sassy. So, my favorite. We'll see where this one goes. How are you feeling? (laughs) I'm always sassy. That much. Oh, no. <laughs> Am I starting to grow on you like mold? <laughs> yeah, like mold. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. You know that we love it when you join us. We love it when you share our podcast with your friends. We love it when you subscribe. We love it when you visit us on Instagram and YouTube. In- you usually say the Insta Twitter. The TikTok and the Insta Twitter, although we're not on Twitter, so yeah, Insta Talk. We love it when you see us on Insta Talk. It's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question: What do you do if your clients have buyer's remorse? Enter sound effects there. I, I want our editors to enter. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> Step one, don't work with buyers. <laughs> okay. You and your little fantasy land, reality, like non-reality world. It's reality. Yeah, it is to you, I guess, but not to Has me. been for years. I know. I know. And hats, hats off to you for being hats able to off. do that. Let's speak to the rest of the freaking world. Do buyers and sellers. How about that? Okay. I accept. Let me make this real simple. Let me make this real simple. First of all, you cannot prevent buyer's remorse. I mean, that's a fact. If they're going to have it, they're going to have it. It's not something within your control. However, I'm sorry. Can you say that? I couldn't hear you. It's not within your control. You can't control everything. No, what? no, you can't, you can't, but here's what you can control. So stop it. I would say 90% of your buyer's remorse would be preventable if you had done a proper buyer's consultation. Oh can we have a bu- signed buyer's contract too? God, I'm feeling yeah, lucky today. Something else. That would be something else. A buyer's agreement. But I know for a fact that agents are not doing proper buyers consultations and it's hurting you guys. It's hurting you. It's hurting your buyers. What are you saying to, what are you putting in there that you think is like a link or correlation to preventing buyers remorse during the consultation? Well, I think discussing it first of all, but also these steps that you take them through are tests of sorts. Okay. Make sure they're absolutely 100% focused on reaching an outcome, which is buying a house. Now, if they put an offer in on a house that they end up like freaking out that that's not the right house, that that can happen. But most buyer's remorse is because you're showing up at the door, showing them a house, writing an offer for them on a 15-minute showing, and you've never sat down and talked to them about the process. You're a Pop-Tart without the frosting. That's right. That's Jen's famous uh, saying is you're a Pop-Tart agent, which means you just jump up anytime anyone calls and you go do whatever they want you to do. 
guys, you got to set expectations. And in that buyer consultation, you can talk about buyer's remorse and, and what the ramifications are of that. And do, do they fear that that might happen to them? Is anyone out That's of good. The- like bring it up, like bring up the elephant in the room and say like, yeah. look, this is, this is common. You might feel this so yep. that when they do, if they do. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Remember? Yeah. And then I want you to say this, Jen, if you're the buyer and I'm doing a consultation with you and we're discussing buyer's remorse, I want mm-hmm. you to say this. I want you to know that buyer's remorse is okay. I also want you to know that it's going to cost you money. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's cost you money. It's going to cost you the earnest money and the house that, that we're looking at for you and your price range. We're probably going to be putting about down about $1,500 to $2,000. That's how much your buyer's remorse costs you. Are you okay with that? Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Right. I don't, they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. But are you so, saying that you're saying that if they have it, right? If they have it. Yeah. No, no. I'll say that in uh, a consultation. I think I would word it differently. What would you say? Um, well, first of all, we do have like a buyer agreement that people can access and then edit and it helps with the conversation. It's like kind of okay. it, like you can put it in your packet. So if okay. they go to jennifermartland.com slash vault, they will get that. And then I think I do agree with having the conversation. And I think it's more like, hey, Monica, they're about 50% of the time people have buyer's remorse. But it's often because this is a very big decision. And that is why we're going to take time now. And we're going to discuss everything to make sure that we find the right home for you. How does that mm-hmm. sound? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. My buyer's remorse discussion is packaged in with the earnest money discussion and yeah, why yeah. you get your earnest money back or don't. So I it's feel not like you're like starting a fight though. Cause I'd be like, okay, if I don't like the house, you're going to like bully me because I'm losing no. $1,500. No, it sounds like this. So the earnest money we'll be putting down as a deposit. It shows the seller how serious you are. Uh, you look, you get that money back when you get to the closing table, or if you get out of the contract due to a term of the contract, meaning inspections, you know, you don't like the results yeah. of the inspections, or you for some reason don't qualify for your loan. Right. Get that money back. Here's why you don't get that money back. Yeah. If you just flat out freak out, mind. cold yeah. feet, buyer's right. remorse. Like okay. that's where I package that in. Yeah. That. I, yeah. Okay. I'd buy that. Okay. I think. I was thinking too, it's not just the consultation. I can't remember. Let me think again. (laughs) Can you guys see how all of this is funneling back to the importance of setting expectations and having the the pathway paved through that in buyer's consultation and you guys aren't doing them and it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. I think too, like, let's say, Yes, do the buyer consultation. Obviously, I agree with you 100% on that. As long as you're also getting the buyer agreement signed because they have to fucking hire you to work, right? Right, right. Now, people are going to freak out. We as real estate agents, theoretically, we do it every day. But my plus to what you're saying is do more deals so that you can stay calm. Because mm-hmm. then what happens is if, if most age, most agents sell like four houses, right? Or we'll say five houses, that one single deal represents 20% of your annual income. If you sell five houses, mm-hmm. you are likely going to freak out with them. Mm-hmm. If you sell 30 houses, you are not going to freak out. Right. So <laughs> sell more, don't freak out. <clears throat> Correct. Sell more, don't freak out. That's a sounds like a sticker we should have. 
Oh, I love it. Sell more. Sell more. Don't freak out. Don't Hashtag freak out. real estate fight club. Right. But I mean, what I'm saying is, is a lot of times this buyer remorse happens because we have to remember that people only move because of something else emotional that's going on. Either they're, you know, they having big kids or the kids leave, they're getting married, they're getting divorced. They lost a job. They start a new job. There's something else going on and, and they're buying a house or selling mm -hmm. a house or whatever. Well, we'll mm -hmm. be buying. We're talking about buying. Yeah. So it's like, they're probably just freaking out and it's probably not really buyer's remorse. Right. And I think you get a sense of that in this consultation too. Like if they're nervous buyers, if they're not, then you can have these conversations. How do you feel about this process? You feel comfortable with this process? Is this nerve wracking? Are you both in? I always ask this question, scale of one to 10 and you can't look at each other, scale of one to 10, 10 being, I'm so freaking excited. I cannot wait to own this house. We are buying a house and I can't wait. One being, holy crap, this terrifies me. I don't want to do it. Where are you? And that answer creates an Ooh, entire discussion. That's a good question. I yeah, love like, it. Oh, I'm a 10 and the other person's a four. Okay, guess what? You guys have some talking to do and I can't be a part of that discussion <laughs> because that's going to be a freaking anchor on this process yes. that could hurt and cost you money. And I don't want to see that happen to you. I love it. That's a great tip. That's a great question. Let's take a quick break, hear a word from our favorite partners. And when we return, have a couple of extra tip tips. Let's do it. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. Are you struggling with what is the ideal path for you? What's next for you? There's so many options to try to figure out and there's so many different ways that you can take your business but it's all pretty confusing. So our coach, Coach John Kitchens, came up with a short little quiz that will help you figure out the ideal path for you. Go to realestatecareeraccelerator.com, take the free short quiz and figure out your ideal path. That's realestatecareeraccelerator.com. All right, let's get back to the battle inside of the ring. We are here to close out with our final round. You know, Jen's whole point to this whole question, which is uh, what do you do if your clients have buyer's remorse, is, you know, don't work with buyers. So if <laughs> you think that's a good answer. If you are going to work with buyers, look, you run a business, run your business like a business. Yeah, which yeah. means you have a process in place. They freaking hire you to do the work and then you have customer service and follow-up, right? Yeah. And and you have to remain calm during that process and that's it. That's and it. I like our new bumper sticker, yeah. hashtag sell more. Sell more, freak out less. <laughs> I Let's talk about something though that I think is a reality part of this. So let's say you've done your prep, you've done the consultation, you've done everything you can and you're still gonna find a buyer freak out, cold feet, buyer's remorse, whatever you wanna call it. Let's talk about how you actually handle that with them because you new phone to, who this who this you alluded to the fact that you can't put your own desperate uh, need for cash no. in on this discussion and that's really hard if you fact yourself into a, a financial corner so that's a whole 
another discussion for a different day. But so Jen, let's say I'm your buyer and I call you and I say, Jen, we cannot do this house. I'm freaking out. This was a huge mistake. And the other, you know, spouse, partner, whatever in this is we're breaking up and we're out. Like, I can't. I know. How do you, how do you, the question is how far do you push? How many questions do you ask? How do you consult there? For me, I think it depends. So I'd say let's jump on a call, all three of us and kind of talk through some of our options. How does that sound? And they'll be like, okay. Okay. And then I would schedule it for like at least the next day. Not right then. Mm, Give it a little time. Yeah. Give it a little breathing time. So when somebody calls you with that, don't don't solve the problem right there on the spot. They I did. That's good advice no. There. Well, first of all, there was no. I mean, there was sort of a request. Well, they're, they're saying we want out of the contract. Get we went out. Yeah. So, but they really need to know their options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and depending on what state, you might need to pull a lawyer in. Mm-hmm. And depending on how far along in the contract you are, you might need to pull a lawyer in too. So, if, if it's the sellers in our state. Out, if the sellers have moved out and they have damages. That I mean, be- it could be, yeah, there's, well, in a lot of states require attorneys, right? But if you're in a state like ours that doesn't require an attorney, I would still give it some time. Hey, mm-hmm. let's talk about some of our options. And if, even if you're in a state like ours where we don't require an attorney, you may still want to pull one in. Because mm-hmm. it could be, hey, we're in a contract. Let's, mm-hmm. who's your attorney? Let's rope this person in so we can understand our options here. Mm-hmm. Because you need to, for me, you got to, know that you are on their side and they have to feel that. So it's like we, us, like, what do we need to do? What not like, not mm-hmm. like they're disappointing you. It's their freaking house. It's right. their money. Right. You be more disappointed than you. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. You can't show that. I think that's the number one thing I do is right off the bat. I do not put up any roadblocks for them. Right. To, and they want, doesn't yeah. mean I'm saying, Yes, yes, here, sign this paperwork. I'm just saying, hey, look, if this is your final decision, I support you 100%. Nobody wants you to have a house that you don't want. Right. This is the right time. I'm all in with you. Just know that. Now, that being said, let's talk about this a little bit so I can protect you or we can really find out what's going on here. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, yeah drink a bottle of wine or a case of White yeah. Claw or whatever you need and calm the hell down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> how much this example comes up and I won't go into the whole story because I've already told it on a past episode, but the buyer that I worked with on and off for probably a year and a half or so. And then she woke up, we found her house. I mean the house and we had been looking for a long time, yeah. very specific. And when I say looking for a year and a half, we'd go three months without seeing a house. So it wasn't right. a deal. And you were she, about to get hazed. She, I know. I knew that was coming. That's why I, <laughs> why I justified it. Anyway, she woke up freaking out. Of course. She was doing math. She was doing square footage value and all this. Oh, my God. Math, which will, you know, you cannot do a house purchase on a spreadsheet. It just doesn't work. And luckily, I knew her well enough to know that freaking out was going to be part of her MO. Right. 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 And that this was her house. This absolutely was her house. And I freaking pushed. And I've told the story about the email I sent. Yeah. um, So I think that's part of doing that consultation and knowing your clients when to push, when not to push. But I started that too. If you're starting and you're no, if you know that somebody, if it's been taking a long time or it's too fast, bringing up the conversation again about you are going to have a freak out moment. This is one of the highest stressors, 
like stressors. Yeah. This is a lot of money. You're going to freak out. Do you feel confident that this is your house as yeah. you're writing the offer? Yeah. And they'll and be like, yes. When you freak out, do I, do you, do I have your permission to push back on you a little bit? I wouldn't say that. I was out. You hired me to push back on your ass. <laughs> no, I'd ask for permission. It's going to happen. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else to add to this lovely conversation? And by no, the way- but we have an awesome guest. So stay oh. tuned for that. Yeah. She's done some research on buyer's remorse. She has some stats and some tips. It's really good. That's awesome. In reality, when you did use do buyers, did you have a lot of buyer's remorse in your world? No. I didn't either. You said something about 50 Only like once. I've never. You said something earlier about 50% of buyers are going to have buyer's remorse. And I thought that was high. Yeah, that's what she said. I think it was about that. It was a lot. It was higher than I thought. Wow. But maybe they don't verbalize it. Maybe they sleep on it and drink on it or whatever. Maybe they're (laughs) like, whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know, go to one of the, you know, Insta talks, wherever we are and, and the, the YouTubes and the Facebooks and oh my God, and make to sure to share it with a friend. And if you're an agent and you want to find out how to partner with Monica and I, so we can help you grow your business so you can make a lot more money and have a lot more fun. Yes. Call or text us today at 513-400-1691. Hey, I know you've been thinking about it. And every time you hear us say this, you're like, I really would like to know what that partnering with Monica and Jen looks like. Look, 2023 is your year. Get it. Pick up the phone and let's do it. it. Get it. Bye. Bye. Oh, I am excited about our tiebreaker today. I have Kim Costa from Atlanta Fine Homes by Sotheby's. Hi, Kim. Hello, glad to Thank be here today. I'm glad you can be on. So we we actually did a, a tips for realtors also about buyer's remorse, but I love because you're writing a book about it. Give us like a little bit of context or for why I picked you as for this topic and this tiebreaker. Sure. So um, I've developed a process called the wheelhouse process for when I'm helping clients uh, look for the perfect home. And it's based off a deep dive I did for myself when I was changing a lot of my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I found myself, it was a process using the wheel of life, which has eight different categories. And I found myself using it for myself to improve my life. And yeah. then I started categorizing my clients into those categories like, oh, it's a career finance move or a family and friends, uh, environment move or whatever, which makes a huge difference in the home that you're going to choose or whatever. Right. Like maybe then it can drive a conversation into like, have you thought about investment property instead? Or like, yes, what what are your options? Plan Mm -hmm. A, B and C, you know, stay in your home stay because there's something missing in it. Maybe get an investment property that has that to offer beach mountains, whatever it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, just all the options. So like 72 to 82% of everyone who bought a home in the last two years has some major regrets. And so that kind of high, it's really high. We chose so quickly and maybe we didn't do the deep dive real, uh, us real estate agents and the client didn't have time to do the deep rush. Yeah. We got to see this house in 15 minutes and make an offer by tonight or it's gone. Yeah. So um, anyway, I think it's the perfect time. And, you know, now people may or may not be sitting in their homes for a little bit with a low interest rate and and perhaps buying 
you know, top of the market. So we'll see. We'll see. We may have a little more time next go around to think yeah. about what was the perfect home for me. So that's why I wrote the book. I love it. And we'll give you information about how to find the book and how to get in contact with Kim after she gives us her tips. But the book will be good for your clients as well as yourself, because we are going to start seeing And if you're not already doing this, like a buyer consultation is going to have to happen. And this book can be utilized to help, to help with that conversation. Do you agree, Kim? I do. I think Mm -hmm. it's even going to be, it's not going to be very long. I I'm developing it so that say the client gets it on a Tuesday. Yeah. They can read it before Saturday when y'all go out looking for homes. Exactly. I'll have a little, like a little background to like narrow down your search. We all like that. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. And be more of the consultant that we are, right? Right. We're the ones that know all the options. They don't. So it's like, okay, let's find out what do they really want? Because it's not because they don't know the options. They may not be able to express it fully, which is why people say like buyers are liars, but they're really not. They just don't know. They're just uninformed. Yeah. they haven't thought about it. So there's right. a bunch of questions in each category to make them think a little bit about, oh, I haven't thought about that. Yeah. That would be helpful. I yeah. love this. Yeah. This book is going to be great. So, okay. So what do we do if the client has buyer remorse? Like what are your top tips? Well, first of all, just sit and listen, take them to get a cup of coffee, glass of wine, whatever, go to their house, <laughs> bottle of vodka, Dude, whatever they need, bring <laughs> gifts. Um, <laughs> um, just go. I mean, really even also just go to the house yeah. and sit with them in the kitchen or whatever, like, oh, the kitchen's too small. I hate the island. you like, it doesn't have a pool, whatever it is, whatever right. it is that they're regretting, just sit and talk with them about it and understand, just listen, put on your listening uh, ears and your active and, listening, active yeah. listening, and just kind of get to the bottom of what it is. And that's, so that's the first step. Cause really- it could even be just like reminding them of how they came to that decision in the first place, maybe. Right? right. Or they may just be venting or it may really be a problem. You don't that's know. Right. You kind of have to listen for a little bit and in, yeah. in your own mind to figure out, is this a real problem? Is there something else that they're not saying, but you're picking up? Uh-oh. Like, is there some underlying, you know, there's four like foundations. a financial concern it or could like be something they're not saying or a disagreement between two partners that they compromised and now neither one's happy. So that's oh. like, that's less of a house problem and more of a, let's talk about y'all's, let's y'all talk about your relationship and we'll go from there. Like, right. And I'm going to, when y'all are happy, leave. so we got to figure this out. Exactly. So, um, okay. anyway, so that's one dive than we want to do as a real estate agent, maybe give them the book for that. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> want to get all in that business of theirs that they may not, may or may not want to share. But that's one of the reasons that I find, I have found in the past with some of my clients that it's a deeper issue than uh, the house can solve and that's nothing yeah. you can solve. So, if that's that, then you do the best you can to solve the, the issues, what you can solve and what you can't solve, figure that out. And but then, I also think what I hear you saying too is like, yeah. don't freak out. Yeah. Call, yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I already own it. So yeah. there's really, I mean, most of my clients, if not all of them are in beautiful homes. Mm-hmm. So unless it's a health problem or, you know, I spoke to someone last year. I think I mentioned this last time I spoke to you. She bought, she needs knee replacement. She bought a home because it had a beautiful pool, but the master's upstairs. Uh-oh. So that's like a serious issue, right? So yeah. it actually wasn't my client. Um, it was someone else's in South Georgia. And I was like, yeah. So like next time, call me, we'll do a deep dive and I can help you find right. someone in yeah. the neck of the woods. Right. But 
I think that's the biggest thing is figure out exactly if anything's changed, Mm -hmm. exactly what's missing in the house. Mm -hmm. And if it's even available, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's not available in your area and then you have to think of other options. And then the third thing is, can they move? I mean, right. Is it even a possibility? Is it even a possibility? So what are your options? And then let's look at those. And if it's like, oh, we have to wait till Susie graduates in two years, then you make a plan. Right. That time. And so then they're two years out, you're keeping in touch and just knowing that, hey, I hear you that you're not, this is not your forever home, but I'm here to talk about it. And when it's time, we'll be ready. But in, in the meantime, we'll do the deep dive. I think it's like so easy for us as agents to react, right? So a client calls and they're upset and we are people pleasers by nature, most of us. So it's like, oh my God, they're upset. I have to make them happy. And it's like, um, no, like follow the steps, breathe, listen, figure out, is this a real actual problem or is it like, yeah, is it just an emotional issue? Right. Mm -hmm. This is great. We need a book too for us, for our problems. (laughs) (laughs) We have client remorse. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, think so buyer's remorse is actually normal. Yeah. I mean, I, I think even before the pandemic, just it was knowing that like 40 or 50%. It's That's like, it was, it was like right after they moved in. But if you just give it a little time, change is hard. The move is sometimes hard. Sometimes right. they get into a house and it's like, um, yeah, we have a, prom- a plumbing issue that we didn't find during inspection. And you get the phone call and it's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm so sorry. The inspector didn't find that. Yeah. Um, but let's, let me find some people to fix that. Help you fix Give that. you some recommendations. Yeah. yeah let's solve that problem. And then it's like, you know, two weeks later, they're like, Hey, let's go to dinner. I'm like, how's the house? Yeah. good. Yeah. And so they get about 40 to 50% is normal. I think it's really high from the pandemic because a, weren't we all a little crazy? Yes. I mean, I don't still word around. I'm sorry. That's (laughs) mean to be offensive, but you know, we all did. I felt a little crazy. It was a lot of urgency, but I like what you're saying about it's natural. So the, even like doing the consultation and having that conversation, like, Hey, look, here's what's going to happen. You are going to freak out. It's not going to be easy. No, it's hard. Yeah. You know, a couple times, (laughs) a couple, (laughs) (laughs) give me, give me a call. We'll talk through it. We'll find options, solutions. Exactly. Um, Before you panic, give me a ring. Yes. I love it so much. Well, Kim, if people, cause the book's not quite out yet, but it's coming soon. Uh, Yep. So give us your website. Tell us how we can stay updated on when the book does launch so we can order it. And also, if we have a referral for you in Atlanta, how can we connect with you? Okay, good. So first, the book is called Wheelhouse, Mm -hmm. and it's in the editing stage right now. But in the meanwhile, to get the word out pretty quickly, I've been working on my new website, which is lifestylefoundations.com. Every major, it's the 30,000 view of everything, 30,000 foot view of everything in the book. So you can click on any topic like finance, career, whatever that someone's having a problem with. And it can be a good resource for them. Get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get started and like, and even suggest like, Hey, I'm having trouble with this. Can you write something about it? Or they can book a call and we can talk it through, um, do the whole process. Um, so that's lifestyle foundations. The book should be out this spring. Okay. And if you just want to, if you're a real estate agent, you want to talk more about the process, be happy to talk to you. You can reach me by email, Kim Costa at atlantafinehomes.com. 
And on my website, you'll have all my contact information as well. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you being on again. This is like, it's always nice to have a process for explaining something that always happens, right? Right. So yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on the launch upcoming. Thank you. I'm excited. Thanks, Kim. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. 